and welcome to the latest episode of the Online Warriors podcast. And happy spring. At the time that this episode is released, it will officially be spring in the, oh, I guess in the Northern Hemisphere, because in the Southern Hemisphere, it's, it's reversed. I'm League 86. I'm joined by my good friends, Tectic and Nerd Bomber. I sat out last week. I was told it was a heavy necking episode. Can you guys, is that accurate? Next for head. Wow, it's... I don't like that way of putting it. <laughs> I didn't listen. I wanted to give you guys some privacy. We talked so about you. I hope you did. I kind of just assumed you did. I assume you just made a lot of jokes at my expense, but uh, I, I can handle that. I'm a, I'm a self-assured person. The groundhog is full of crap. Okay. I was driving home from work today and I was thinking like, what am I going to say on the podcast tonight? And I was like, spring's coming and I want to talk about how full of crap the groundhog is. Because the groundhog, I guess he's not full of crap because he always predicts six more weeks of winter and that's always what happens. But I just want to remind everyone the groundhog day is crap again. And spring coming, I feel like it's just proof of that. It didn't come earlier than this. And it might not even come now. You might have like 12 more weeks of winter, depending on where you're, where you're, what neck of the woods you're in. But yeah, it's spring. We're going to be talking a little bit about, a little bit about The Little Mermaid today because we got a new trailer for that. We're going to be talking be part about part of your world. Yeah. Under the sea. Kiss the girl. Yeah, I can do it too. I can see the titles. We're going to be talking about a major business acquisition in the telecom world. Hint, hint, wink, wink. More to come on that. And we're going to be talking about BlackBerry, <laughs> which uh, you probably weren't expecting to hear that from a podcast that's being recorded in the year 2023. But here we are. Uh, before we get to all that stuff, though, I've I've made a decision unilaterally on behalf of the podcast, and I haven't told you guys about this even in our hour and a half or so of, of, of warm-up time leading up to this. Didn't mention that I've I've decided that the past two times I've been on the show, so not last week because I was, I was gone, but the past two times before that, I kind of opened the show with a little... I call them PSAs at the time. Sanitary I want to frame PSAs. It, I, I want to frame it more as an advice column, and I want to move beyond sanitary topics. Because, yeah, so far I've talked about antiperspirant... We covered and, no, socks called, last week, just so you know. Oh, we oh I'll have to go back and listen to that. Antiperspirant. I I talked about bathrobes the week after that. And I just want to like give give people some life advice that I think is going to make their lives better. And I do have a topic prepared for today. So I don't know. We we can call this the illegals roost if we want to. That's that's been a, that's a thing that's been discussed before. We can call it nothing at all. We can just call it a, a PSA from your friendly neighborhood illegal. But I want to I want to let you in on a little piece of 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 wisdom that I've gained over my past two or three years on this planet. And I have a feeling both of you do this. So again, this might not come as news to, to my two co-hosts in particular, but maybe it'll be a, a shock to people on the, on the internet listening to this. Sometimes you will see this thing on the internet that says like class action uh, lawsuit against Facebook. Sign up here. Did you sign up? You'll get some money. And you, you probably think to yourself, what a load of crap. The most that'll happen is I'll get like two bucks or I'll get scammed. Is this, first of all, before I go on, is this what you guys think? I don't click articles I see on Facebook. <laughs> I actually, no joke. So I bought tuna. This is before I was allergic to fish. So this is obviously really dated. But like, this took a sharp right turn. Wow. <laughs> back in the day, I bought tuna and I actually got an email from my grocery store because I used my like rewards card saying that there is a class action suit because the percentage like on the can or something that said how much tuna versus how much water in the can was like misadvertised or whatever or mislabeled so yeah. i actually clicked the link and i signed up for the class action lawsuit and i got 20 buckaroos okay so you're on my team because on this day the 
what, what day is it? The 20th of March, as we're recording this. I got a check in the mail for thirty $30.61 today for doing nothing. For signing up for Facebook used my picture somewhere or something, which I kind of assumed they were. But somewhere along the line, I think it's like my sister-in-law told me about some class action lawsuit. Just sign this thing. You might get some some free scratch. And I did. And I got $30.61. And for that matter, my wife did as well. She might have been the one who told me about it. I don't remember. She also got $30.61. So doing the math, that's over $60 for our household. Now, I also want to say there's another one that I did previous to this. Unfortunately, right now, and it's too late anyways for you to get it. I don't remember what it was for. I think it was another social media like Snapchat or Facebook or something like that. It got like, I got like $200 from that one. So like the PSA today is you might see these things and think, well, that's a load of hooey. It's not. I, I, I don't want to paint with a broad brush, but a lot of the time it's not. And you should probably do it. That's just, I, I, I think it's shit. I think the worst that happens is you lose your identity. Next you time you see stolen. one, you should uh, send it my way. I know I hate both of you. Out of principle, I vehemently hate the society that just goes around suing. I get that these are going against, but they're big, already doing it. These are going against big corporations that, like, are chances are definitely screwing everybody up. My guy, they didn't give me enough tuna in the can. Right, they deserve to lose millions. Are you of kidding dollars. me? Look at every bag of everything ever. What percentage of it is air versus actual product? It's insane. I don't want to know. I don't want to trouble myself with those kinds of thoughts. I will say, so I generally agree with that. I don't, I think we're a little too happy around here, but again, they're already doing it. I just, I'm like, can I get in on this? That's, that's my whole motivation here. And I will say, I would have told you guys about the last one, the one, this one that I got $30 and 61 cents. I will also say that this is back when I moved in a state that, or lived in a state that was different than you guys. And it was a state specific lawsuit likely story tell you i couldn't tell you no but this is but this is the other point i want to make is that you will sign up for it and you will forget about it for like two years because the law justice if you will it's a very slow move the gears of justice are very slow moving and churning you will forget about it and then one day you're just going to get a check for 30 dollars in the mail or hopefully more and there's no better feeling in the world i got this check and i was like what's it and i looked at like facebook lawsuit i was like oh yeah and it feels amazing. And I'm probably going to buy a bit video game or something. It's found money. It was not money I was expecting. And therefore, it goes directly to like leisure, you know, costs. What are you going to so, buy? Um, Do you have something to buy? You mind? know, it's a, a really good question. There is a, a Switch game that I have my eye on right now. It's actually currently on sale. This is an unsolicited, like another additional PSA. There's a game called Unmatched Digital Edition, which I, I, for those that don't know, I'm into board game ports on the Switch, and this is the latest one. It's a game that I, I enjoy. I played a couple of times, and it's currently on sale for 20% off for $19.99. So again, for the math majors out there, I could do that. Still have 10 bucks left over and like buy myself a couple of cheeseburgers or something. And that's, a, we're, we're already set up for a pretty good Saturday. So again, PSA. If you see one of those lawsuits, I mean, obviously, like, do what you need to do as an internet citizen to make sure it's legit, but then, like, do it. Chances are it's going to take you, like, two minutes. You fill out your name and, you know, an address. And the worst you'll get out of that is, like, junk mail. Or you'll get, like, 30 bucks. Anyways, maybe not as, as sexy of advice as the antiperspirant or the bathrobe advice was, but it, it, it still slaps. I listened back to the bathrobe advice, and I stand by that. Because I, I, I listened back to that episode, and you guys seemed very... I think I'm going to say reticent. Neither of you are bathrobe owners and you see you, you treated me like an alien. 
and I, I resent that. To be fair, we treat you that way opinion. with or without a bathrobe. Also, you call them so. bathrobes. So when I really think bath, bathrobes, I think the just got out of the shower white towel robe. Whereas if like you- in a I hotel? Think, I think, yeah. I think if you sold it as just like a general robe, I think I would have been more on board. But that's that's just a, the way it was served to me. I, I'm just saying, I think when Christmas 2023 rolls around, you guys might get, get bathrobes. I'm on, I'm on a mission now to change opinions on bathrobes, which I didn't think was what was going to come out of my podcasting journey, but so be it. Anyways, let's talk about The Little Mermaid. So The Little Mermaid is, you know, you guys know The Little Mermaid. We already said three of the songs. We could sing them if you want, but I don't think you want us to. It's getting a live action movie. It, it's, it's the latest Disney property that's getting this treatment. Haley Bailey, Jonah Howard King, Melissa McCarthy as Ursula. David Diggs as Sebastian, Jacob Tremblay as Flounder, star-studded cast. We got the official trailer for this one week ago. Previous to that, we had gotten a very short teaser of some kind, which I think was basically just a snippet of a song and kind of showing what The Little Mermaid would look like. So this was a much more in-depth look. I want to get the details out of the way before we dive into the material, but releasing May 26th of 2023, so this is only a couple months away, kicking off the summer movie season theoretically, and man, I could care less. That's my, I, really? I come in hot with that opinion. I could, Although, I could absolutely care less. You hate the Disney live action remakes, right? I, sh- I sure like do. Like that's Thank your you stance on it? Yeah. It's a pretty, it's, let me put it this way. I watched this trailer. I think I watched this trailer in earnest. I think I watched it wanting to be proven wrong. And there was absolutely Why zero Why can't you watch it. these as, this is a story about a prince who meets a mermaid and falls in love? Because that's very clearly not what it is. Like that's, that's, that's not what their intent is. Their intent is to manipulate me, and I refuse to let them do it. But I'm, why I'm already turning into a crank. Mentally. Because I don't want it. I would much rather have an original movie of that caliber. Give me an original movie, not made by Disney, about a mermaid and a prince who fall in love that is in some way different. Uh, that's, that, that's, that's my opinion. I think I mean, this is probably going to be exactly fine. I've, I've, I've seen Aladdin. I've seen Mulan. I haven't seen The Lion King, but I've seen, a, I've seen Beauty and the Beast. I've seen a decent amount of these, and I couldn't, remember, I couldn't tell you a single thing about them because I've forgotten all of them. They're not bad. They are exact 50% across the board ratings in, in, in most respects for me. See, I, for me, it feels I like... I want to wet blanket this whole thing. Go ahead. So I do enjoy the Disney remakes because I am somebody... I rewatch the Disney animated movies all the time. And being able to see a new take on the same story, like, I don't necessarily want to be surprised. I'm not here for, like, a gotcha moment in these movies. I'm here to basically have the warm fuzzies, but just a slightly new take on the warm fuzzies. And I want no surprises. I just want the same good story that I've always had with a little bit of a different spin. And so, you know, having live action instead of animated characters gives me that just enough of a little different spin. I honestly, I don't even really love when they change things too much. Like, not gonna lie. So everything looked pretty decent to me. Like it looked very faithful to the animated show. And even like the singing, I feel like when we first saw a teaser or a trailer for this, back man maybe was it last year i remember saying that i didn't know if the singing was right and everything in this trailer seems like that's been fixed it feels very spot on my she's gonna be good oh yeah she's gonna be great my only 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 reservation is like what did they do to my boy sebastian yeah yo he was a lot he was a lobster right yeah like what why is he a crab (laughs) what did they do I have talking points on this. I and, and these are in a sense rebuttals to, to, to what you some of what you just said. But I, I tactic I wanna I don't wanna monopolize things here. I wanna get your take on this as well. So I, I agree with Nerd Bomber that, that there's nothing wrong with, with making a live action version. 
I kind of get why your blanket's wet. We're dealing with a mermaid here. I wouldn't expect anything less. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. This this is gonna be moisture. It happens. I see what I see what you did there. The thing that that bothers me. This is Disney is a massive, massive, massive company, and all of the underwater scenes, just from a CGI standpoint seem incredibly off that's the only thing that i really took reservation with everything else looked fine and we know that they have the graphical capabilities because lion king looked phenomenal and they went with less realistic looking lions like how can you have that look great but then this underwater sequence something with the backdrop of moving water i I just feel like they had a lot of issue executing i have a solution for that and it's again the kind of the same thing i was getting at before so don't do it is that your solution no no it's not actually uh, you you i can understand why you would think that though so when i look at this trailer which again i don't like there there's a lot of high production value there's a lot of things being poured into this i think the vocals did sound good and i can i don't want to come off like a total curmudgeon i can understand like if i had kids i would be like I love the Little Mermaid. I want you to love the Little Mermaid too. I totally get that. I think, in fact, I think that's that's a very noble sort of uh, pursuit. There's a better way to do that. Like, like I, I look at this trailer and I see, like I just said, like so much being poured into this, so much money and cast being poured into this. Let's come out with the Little Mermaid in 2023. Let's do that. I think that's a great idea. What a, I don't think it's a great idea, but I think it's a fine idea. Let's make it an animated movie. Let's remake it with all of the animation technology and the improvements that we have now in 2023. See, let's get good voice actors. That's fine. But let's not make a goofy looking crab and say it's Sebastian. Like that was never going to play. It's the same exact thing that happened with Will Smith as the Blue Genie. Remember that trailer when it first came out? Everyone was horrified and they should be because that's it just it it immediately kicks you into this uncanny valley and you wouldn't ever have to go there if you just came you you could either reanimate the whole thing or you could re-release it and have have sing-along shows for at certain times in theaters like there's so many better ways to do this that involve less spending 150 million dollars on something that doesn't look right and that's like the problem i have re-releasing and reanimating it I don't feel like would be enough to drive me to the movie theater. It's not different enough. But I think the easy solution is, and I'm trying to remember. So do you remember Homeward Bound, how they did those animals? And, you know, they didn't make their mouths move strangely. It was literally just animals doing animals. And then they just did a voiceover. Like stick a lobster. Well, maybe not a lobster because that might look a little weird, but who cares? Stick a lobster, real life lobster. And just do a voiceover. exactly my point though. Like, it, it would be better it would be better for sure or if you do like a crab might See, be a little the bit problem more with that is she's face to face with these animated creatures so like okay. you couldn't you can't you could stick a lobster right in front of her sure and then cgi the water in but you can't have a floating real fish okay but hear me out explain that away with a 30 second line saying that mermaids have the ability to speak with animals telepathically bam because why is it that i mean i guess prince eric does hear sebastian singing but like maybe he doesn't maybe prince eric can't hear them i don't have a problem with that i mean there's like you said there's a myriad number of ways to work around that from a like a plotting perspective and i think you're right that that would be better but at the same time like i think if you just plunked like grab a lobster from the tit from the tank at red lobster and put it in this movie why not yeah well worse i I don't know hang on hang on time out I, I agree that I, I, I think what you're getting at Nerd Bomber is you think the problem with the animation and the, and the way that it all flows is that it's not live action 
but it's not it's not animated it's like it's like a hybrid of the two and yes. you're saying that's why the lion king worked because they were there was no humans yes i don't think it that's the issue here i think because even her alone with the water behind her it looks weird it looks very green screeny and that's Some the things thing that's belong animated and should stay animated that, I'm, that, I'm okay I, I, with animated animals i think their animals looked fine it's the the water that the water ref- refraction, I think they really struggled with, and that's what's bothering me. I'm fine with the way the animals looked. I'm fine with the singing. I think the cast looks phenomenal. I think this is gonna do fine. I think they're just they don't have enough triangles. I think that's really it. I think it just the again. I look at this and I see motivation in completely the wrong place. Like, I mean, isn't that every movie nowadays? Like. Yeah, let's yes, be real. The Marvel point. movies that we rebuttal. keep getting, like at it's this profit. point, it's just profit. Yeah, that's the motivation. The motivation's absolutely placed exactly where it's going to be placed. The respect, like I think, movies like The Little Mermaid and The Lion King, and even to some extent Beauty and the Beast, they were made. Yes, they were made as animated films because that's what Disney was doing at the time. But they, that's what they should be. That's how they that they belong there. The genie should be a genie, and a genie is very hard to depict in live action. That's just a limitation of live action that you cannot get around with any amount of cgi sebastian may fall into the same category i just like at the end of the day i don't know again i think the intentions may be noble the pursuit of wanting to reinvigorate these stories for this generation i can understand that but i don't think this is the way like i just i i I don't think this is the way and i don't think anyone was asking for this i don't think anyone was asking for the live action lion king when it happened yes they're throwing stars and money at it but i mean i didn't hate it I liked it. Yeah, I had fun. What do we? What but do we if, think but if of that's Melissa the ringing McCarthy. endorsement, like she's fine. I, I think she's going to do great. I, I, I don't have think a she looks, with any single cast. I don't think member. she looks evil enough. That's the thing that I was struggling with too. I think she can pull it off. Honestly, I I'm do. really I'm excited to see her thrive because I think we, there's a whole side of her that we've yet to see within her acting chops. It's always just this lighthearted kind of. Has she played a villain before? I feel like she's played a villain before. Okay, and what? I, I'm, I'm um, not trying to call you out, but... <laughs> trying to think. If she has, I, I haven't seen it, and I'm really excited for her to see, so just to sort of get more of a diverse role. It's no different than, say, when Adam Sandler plays a serious role. It it gets me really excited to see these these actors and actress, actresses diversify. I agree. Again, I, I it's nothing against the cast. It's something against their prospective performances. I think, again, going back to Aladdin, like, I think Will Smith... Did everything he could with that. I think there were portions of that movie where he was even good. But I will never look back on that movie and that experience with more than like, meh. And even Nurbomber just now, you were like, it was okay. Like that that was your, for all this money and for all this hoopla, that is the result. Like I just, I, I that can't be right. I, that's, I don't know. Again, I don't want to come off like a curmudgeon. I think it looks fine. I think Haley Bailey is great. And also like, I want to clarify something just in case someone is like, wants to hear me say all this and lump me in with the people who are like re- already YouTube bombing this movie because The Little Mermaid is black. If that is what you are doing, like, man, what are you doing? It's kind of my, <laughs> that's my immediate response and question. But like that, that's not my problem here at all. It's just like the whole idea of it is what my problem is. I think she's going to be great. I just don't know why this movie is happening. I don't know why. I I do know why they keep doing these. It's because they make money. But it upsets me more and more every time. I feel like this is my most vocal outburst. I'm sure we talked about Aladdin and the Lion King on this podcast. And I'm sure I wasn't this, I don't know, irate about it. Uh, May 26th, this comes out. <laughs> so I don't know. It's Is it getting a direct Disney Plus release? I actually don't know the, those details. 
I feel like probably not. The last few Disney movies have hit theaters exclusively for at least like two or three weeks minimum before they come to Disney+. Plus. It'll look, it's going to make a billion dollars and I'll, I'll eat crow and that's fine. I just, I don't know where this road is leading for, for Disney is, is kind of my existential quandary right now. Let's talk about Ryan Reynolds. Let's, I want to, I want to swing things in a positive direction because I think that's what this topic accomplishes. I'm going to be a curmudgeon here. Okay. Before you do that, let me, let me say that if, if a genie, speaking of genies, if a genie came out of a lamp in my house and was like, I will allow you to be any one person on earth, even just for a day or like for any amount of time, I honestly think I might choose Ryan Reynolds. That dude has the craziest life. And this is, I think, just like, what is he not good at? I, I, I don't know. I don't think he's question, good at anything. What do you, I think he's just got like attractive person life, you know, when like there's those like crazy attractive people that just life comes easy to them. I think that's one of those things I, as a, as a resident uggo, I, I can definitely recognize these, these people. Hey, first of all, be nice to my friend Tectic. Second of all, I think that's minimizing some aspect of Ryan Reynolds talent, but, but let's, let's, let's get into the news here. You all know about Mint Mobile. You've probably seen YouTube ads. That's my main exposure to Mint Mobile, by the way, is the YouTube ads, which as YouTube ads go are like pretty creative and inventive oftentimes, typically involve Ryan Reynolds because he partial owner of Mint Mobile. T-Mobile has just announced that they are buying Mint Mobile and the deal is valued at up to $1.35 billion. Yikes. Now, Tectic, I predict that what you are going to bemoan here is the fact that we're like getting these telecom monopoly. I mean, we kind of already have telecom monopolies, but like this is kind of the latest of that yeah. thing. I, I don't know. I'm happy for Ryan Reynolds, I guess. I mean, <laughs> I'm happy for Ryan Reynolds, but this also feels like a bit of a sellout because I remember, and I might be making this up, but I feel like I'm not. It could have been like a COVID fever dream when I was just watching Netflix with ads and getting bombarded with mint mobile ads at the time. But I want to say like, his whole thing with Mint Mobile was that he wanted to give people a cheaper option and, you know, it wasn't about making a profit. It was about, like, accessibility for cell phones for people. And, like, by selling out, like, you know that Mint Mobile really isn't going to exist much further. Like, it's going to become crapified. couple couple things. One... He is the face of Mint Mobile. He's not the primary stakeholder. He's not the the creator of Mint Mobile. He's a partial owner. But he's the face. He's good looking. He's charming. He helps people get products sold. Sounds like you have a crush on him, but I'm just tossing that in there. I mean, I do. So that's... I I, I call it as I see it. As far as the reason for the acquisition, there's a couple things that we have to remember here. So one thing that T-Mobile did... many years back, I don't know if it was many, but it was a while back, is they sold Boost Mobile. They sold it to to Dish, I believe. And that got a, rid of a large part of their pay-as-you-go customers. So by them going and acquiring Mint, that lets them leverage that sect of customers to bring them back over to T-Mobile. You then keep the plans along, you keep them in your network for a long time, you slowly increase cost, increase cost, increase cost. So then eventually they either had enough or they just go, I'm too lazy to switch. I'm going to stick with this. This is strategic to basically acquire more customers, own the market, the pay-as-you-go market, and take advantage of people. The other side of things is, again, talking about acquisitions and sellings of companies. If you recall, T-Mobile also announced the merger 
was Sprint a couple years ago. It got it got met with a lot of scrutiny because this was antitrust laws. This is this is, they're building a monopoly after a lot of time. And what I like to look at some sketchy, okay, promises. It went through, and a lot of the things that they promised ultimately fell through. And again, it's them building this monopoly. This should raise so many flags, but they, it just seems like there's just a lot number of shh. Don't worry about it. It's fine. We're it's it's okay. It's because of how good. And we're, I mean, they they got me with Ryan Reynolds. That's how he's so good looking. It's all it's all bullshit and should be illegal. Like we should not have three major cell phone providers as our only options. And to me, this is just another step into them becoming bigger, bigger, and it shouldn't be allowed. And that's why I'm against this. Mint Mobile should have been, while it's great for them, it's great for the owners of Mint Mobile, I'm glad that they're succeeding. They started a business that was helping people. It, it gave people a cheap, affordable plan, but this acquisition should not be allowed. So, okay, you're, you're turning me around on this, admittedly. Everyone has a price. That's, that's, that's my first bullet point. Even Ryan Reynolds. Or, and like you said, he's not the majority shareholder at, at Mint Mobile, so this might have been out of his hands completely. But I've, I'll, I promise I will stop making it about Ryan Reynolds. Everyone has a price. From my perspective on this, as someone who does not do the prepaid phone thing, there already were only three choices. So, yeah, I guess my the lens I was looking through this in, perhaps unjustly so, was that this has a literally zero net effect on me. But that's, yeah, you know, not true of a lot of people, I'm sure. I don't know in the telecom sector like yeah that that like you said there are antitrust laws but like are there really any laws ever for companies this big uh, the answer is no in my opinion we've talked about apple and disney and you know various big companies like this in exactly the same way of like well they're untouchable because of how large they are so i challenge any company to do what mint mobile has done and come this far before getting bought so i guess i'm i'm choosing to see the success in it rather than fantastic for for the the corporate doom i'm not even saying it's fantastic for them i'm saying it's fantastic that they did this much you could i think you could argue that that they moved the needle in a different direction before being bought it it mainly troubles me because it's it's right off the heels of the sprint merger literally right off the heels like the paint's not even dry on the ink of the contracts and to not jump up any red red flags to me is just kind of sus does track phones still exist do we know i think they're still around because i'm just trying to think when you walk into like walmart or target and you're looking for a prepaid phone most of your prepaid options are coming from your major three cell providers like they just have track their own spin is owned by verizon are they really now Man. Yes, not surprisingly, in my opinion. So yeah, again, to me, this is like, I I think the fact that Mint Mobile made it this far before being acquired is a success story and should encourage other companies to do things like Mint Mobile did. Mint Mobile had like, I don't know if I want to call it a grassroots campaign, but like, yes, they were doing something different and it worked for the people who made Mint Mobile. So someone else is going to come along now and say, I'm going to make this thing that's going to benefit consumers. And yeah, it might eventually get bought, but sometimes the uh, the destination or the journey is more important than the destination, if that makes sense. That's the way I'm choosing to see it. I want to be in a good mood after the Little Mermaid thing. That's kind of that's kind of where I am right now. Do you guys want to start a landline company called Listerine Landlines instead of Mint Mobile? <laughs> it took me way too long to get there. Not going to lie to you. Uh, I don't the know Listerine if, I don't know if, is probably trademarked. Never mind. We'll, I don't know we'll, if landlines are coming back yet. They'll be back though. I think they will be back, but not not yet. 
can you imagine we're gonna be like 60 and people are gonna be like did you get do you see that new landline that apple came out with hey technically we still have a landline because in this bizarro universe that we live in it is cheaper to bundle phone tv and internet instead of just tv and internet somehow having a landline gives me a For discount real. so i want yeah i'm, I'm really glad you it's not it's not even I, plugged in but we have it technically and guess I what want... you can only get one cable provider in your area because yeah, that's true monopolies are somehow happening <laughs> okay i want someone okay surely someone from verizon at&t or comcast or whatever so uh what's the other big one t-mobile someone from one of those companies is listening to this right now i, I can pretty much guarantee that at ow at the 86 is my twitter handle at online warriors one is the main show account at ow bomber at ow tactic no i'm not saying fight me i'm saying i need you to reach out to me or someone at the show and explain why you're still trying to hawk landline it, the landlines are over why are plans cheaper because i know exactly what you mean our bomber i've done that before in my life of like well, I'm going to get the like triple play or whatever they call it, which has phone, TV, and internet because that's cheaper than the TV and internet plan for some reason. Why is it cheaper? And also, why do you insist that I get a landline? What is the goal? Who are you helping? Also, it's not me I, and it's not you. So who is it? I want to know. Also, I do second what I said, though. I'll let you keep merging with these companies if you fight me and win. At Tech at at ow tactic do you not know do you not remember your own twitter handle at ow tactic is his twitter handle so go fight him go fight him don't fight me i'm not I'm a pacifist so yeah that's uh, r.i.p mint mobile ryan reynolds you already had enough money but you have more now i guess that's that's one of the takeaways uh we're gonna take a short break and come back to talk about blackberry which is you know kind of a, a different hard left turn after all these big money companies in telecom but before we go to our break we are going to give our weekly shout out uh, and we're, we're not going to be remiss we give a weekly shout out to our loyal knight mr stephen keller stephen has been supporting the show at the highest of our three levels of patreon support for quite a while now he was on the show somewhat recently as a guest star and he gets this shout out every week as well as input into the weekly game segment and of course access to the monthly secret segment and the monthly vlog this week or sorry this month i should say the secret segment is going to involve our breakdown of the end of season one of the last of us if you're watching the last of us first of all if you're not you should be second of all if you watched it i'm sure you're waiting to have an opinion until you hear what our opinion is and to get that opinion you're gonna need to go subscribe to us over on patreon there's also a squire level of support which gets you access to the monthly secret segment and vlog as well as a page level which gets you access to the monthly secret segment the details on all of those levels of support can be found over at patreon.com slash online warriors podcast you're gonna want to go down there be like Steven, chat with us, get those perks, consider giving back to the show that you are presumably listening to right now. If you weren't listening, I don't know how you're hearing this. But yeah, again, that's patreon.com slash online warriors podcast. Thanks again to Steven, and we will be right back to discuss Blackberry. Do you love Marvel, but are tired of hearing Cheeto-stained white guys talk about it? Are you hoping to see the X-Men and Avengers face off? Do you secretly want to be Jessica Jones or Daisy Johnson? Or do you want to be with Valkyrie? If so, you've found your new favorite podcast. We're your hosts, Madam Chris. And Madam Amy. And we are here to give you the commentary you want. Marvel, minus the mansplaining. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and visit us at themarvelousmadams.com. Madams, assemble.
okay you guys remember blackberries oh well maybe you do I, I i don't think i ever used a blackberry for more than two or three seconds i played store. it for i used it just for snake like exclusively you had a blackberry i did why did you have a black and here's the were best you part like were you boss baby i had a blackberry with a pay-as-you-go sim card was he boss Tec- baby he he secretly owned a Fortune 500 company when he was no no. Yeah. What I had, happened? I had Where's no, all that money? I had rich friends who had Blackberries, and when they got rid of their Blackberry, I said, "Can I have your old phone?" And that's why I had. That's I, gutsy. Well, they gave me their old phone. Really, I don't. I don't just go around asking. But um, he he's just going around every day. Hey, can uh, I have it. Can I have it. <laughs> no. So that's why it had a pay-as-you-go SIM card in a, and I was deathly afraid to hit that like internet button because whew, on, an, on, on an internet email phone, man, you are living hard and fast with that button so easily tappable. Dude, I had, um, do you guys remember Virgin Mobile? They might still exist. I don't know. They were another prepaid phone plan. And this was like in between when I had track phone and when I got like a real, do you remember the, uh, was it the chocolate or the Envy or some stuff? Like I had that? the LG, I had the LG chocolate. I'm very proud to say that. That was some good it was stuff. Gr- it was wonderful. But yeah. in between getting, you know, going from track phone to like a real Verizon phone, I had Virgin Mobile and I had a phone that was called the Cyclops and it had the biggest internet button I have ever seen on a phone, or at least it felt that way. Like it stuck out. It was one of the biggest buttons on the entire thing and it would eat up a good chunk of my minutes if I accidentally pressed it. And the number of times I had a mini heart attack because I fat fingered that internet button. Whew. It looks like I just so I just googled this phone. The Cyclops. This looks very yeah. It looks very future tech. I that's actually big, that, I really liked that's it. That's the camera. That's the camera, right? Yeah, it had the camera, camera, but then it also had. So if your phone was flipped closed, because this is back in the day of flip phones, we're really aging ourselves here. But it also had the little like mini screen on the front. Yeah, and it tell you tell you the time. Well, I, it would you also, know what, when someone man, texted you, it would tell you who texted you. It was before it's time. I miss... Dude, get a, a phone a, that you can aggressively hang up on somebody. In a way, I miss flip phones a lot, actually. T9, look, if you had to type with T9, every word had to had to carry a lot more weight because you couldn't type as much. When you think about it that way, our words meant so much more. Now they mean nothing. We can just type them on virtual keyboards. Go back to Let's go back to T9. I also really liked the days where there was phone variety in the world. Like nowadays, everybody has one of like four major cell phones. You have an iPhone. Maybe it's an older one or a newer one, but you still have an iPhone. They're all pretty much the same. Well, a Galaxy, a Google Pixel. Like you have all, a handful The other of companies are still making phones, like, but they're just, they're not as popular. But even the other companies that are making phones, like I know Motorola is still making phones and I think Nokia is out there, but they all look the same. Like they all have the same form factor. And this is like really old person yells at cloud of me. But you used to be able to have more personality in your cell phone than just your phone case. Because what kind of phone you got said a lot about you. Remember the, there was a teeny little phone and it basically looked like an iPod shuffle, but it like did a weird rotation out. Yeah. You're talking Whoa. about the juke. Yes. The juke, baby. Like the only people I know who got the juke were like really, really into music and it said a lot about them. Well, that's and that's that's sort of this is going to roll into ultimately the Blackberry trailer that we're going to talk about. But that was at a time it used to be at a time when new phones, everyone was like pushing to be the next innovative phone, next innovative phone. And everyone was really competing. Now, all of those, we have to innovate and, and lead the market mindsets pivoted to, 
well, we got to be risk averse. So we're only going to release these, these small tweaks and then we'll have forced obsolescence, which like from a risk portfolio standpoint for profitability, great. From a consumer goods, getting actually excited about something new, it's fucking bullshit. You've had a lot of opportunities in this episode to say the word portfolio. And I hope you can appreciate the opportunity we've afforded you to, to do that. Yes. This is, a, this is a big, big episode for you. I miss the NV2. I miss... I, yeah, I, I, I'm nostalgic for that, for sure. But yeah, that, that's, not, that's not the point of what we're talking about here. We're talking about the BlackBerry trailer. So at one point, the BlackBerry hadn't, it didn't exist yet. Think back to that time, if you were around. They have created a film starring Glenn Howerton and Jay... I don't I never know how to pronounce his name. Bar, Baruchel? Baruchel? I don't know. The, uh, you know, the How to Train Your Dragon guy. They are the two lead players in this movie. And this movie is basically describing the rise and fall of of the BlackBerry. So the BlackBerry, you know, I think one of the reasons that we don't, I don't know a whole lot about it. I guess I don't want to speak for you guys. Is that like BlackBerry was the business guy phone. And like, that's what you were saying. You were saying boss baby before and all that. Like when we were growing up and when BlackBerry had its heyday, uh, we weren't, we weren't business guys. I'm sure right now, I shouldn't say I'm sure, but like if the BlackBerry came out right now, I would probably, my company would be like, you need to get one or something you know like, i think that's kind of how it was i didn't put together until watching this trailer that they called them crackberries probably because of like it was a wall street thing and like crack was also a big wall street thing at some point or it might still be a big wall street thing at some point so that was interesting i think this looks great i'm very interested in watching i love movies like this uh i love success and like rise and fall stories again kind of kind of drenched in nostalgia and also kind of intrigued about the whole glenn howerton playing a serious role thing um i'm interested in that and glenn howerton so, bald yeah, that looks Very weird. Bald. That, like it's not even like good bald. Like I, I go back to what was that movie where Tom Cruise was like the old fat guy? Uh, Tropic Thunder. That that like that didn't look like Tom. Like we as like makeup artists can do so much better than that. <laughs> that did not look good. I enjoyed that movie though. Uh, yeah, and then Jay Jay Baruchel with the white hair at the end. That was kind of alarming to me. But yeah, I, I just like, you know, we talked about Tetris a, little, a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago. I don't know when that was. But like, I think this falls into a very similar spot of like, almost like a biopic, but more just like, here's a thing that happened. Uh, the movie I always think of that to me is like the cream of the crop of this kind of movie is The Big Short. Where like, they're like, this thing happened. And it's, I think we should, as a society, dissect it and understand why it happened, how to not let it happen again, how it, the initial intentions may have been good, but it ultimately failed. And, you know, I, I think in, tr in particular, what I'm interested in seeing is at some point, certainly they're flying high and then the iPhone comes out and that obviously spells their ultimate demise. To what extent did they see that coming? To what extent could they have gotten ahead of that? You know, I don't know that myself. So is it weird to you guys that there are now like, again, I don't know if biopic is the right word, but like mockumentary, mockumentary is not the right word either. But like historical piece. movies, yeah, about the time when we were children. And again, don't want to date us, but like the BlackBerry came out in our lifetime. Well, that's why this whole bums me out with regards to in technology innovation is we live through what I really call the height. And now we're not going to get any of these kind of like, wow, this came out during, you know, 2020 because we they were being cutting edge the best we I got mean, was a virus came out like that's the best thing that's dropped. no i'm sorry according to hulu and meta is throwing a lot of advertising dollars hulu's way every commercial is for the metaverse and how it's going to be influential in the future no according to meta vr is going to be or at least ar is going to be a huge part in firefighting and the classroom so it already so for, i'm glad you brought that up firefighting with virtual ar is already like in production 
I, I just, I'm invested in this technology. I already know about it. And yeah, it does have a lot of practical, helpful uses, but it's not something that the everyman is going to take off with. It's just, there's something to be said about, and I know I'm probably, oh, I'm old man. No one's going to like that. I just skip ahead to embedding the, all my stuff in my skin. Then, then you got me. But. I don't know. Like, do you guys remember when Google Glass was a thing? What happened to that? Wasn't that like the AR technology of the future? I tried Google Glass on once and it wasn't that good. I made yeah, a heads up display. That? It's just, it's kind of disorienting. And here's my, my thing is all of these technologies, they're like, they were slow release. They weren't these breakthrough things. And that's what my problem is, is we're not, I don't see us besides like the next jump is going to be quantum computing, which they're getting there kind of, but it's not going to be anything that's going to be like all of a sudden a quick noticeable, like it spreads rapidly worldwide because our computing performance is good enough as is so it's just it makes me sad is it though it's it's only Push really the limits Push quantum the computing limits. really only takes like really gets noticeably good when you're talking about like space communication exactly. until until we're going to space you don't know there are giant chodes going into the atmosphere you don't know what's going to happen next that that goes on to my other discussion but (laughs) (laughs) i feel like we've really run the gamut of things that maybe aren't super nerdy to this week but we've run the gamut they're giant toads going are you talking about certain people (laughs) no remember whose spaceship looked like a giant oh i thought you were calling jeff bezos the giant toad no what didn't it look like a toad (laughs) or a giant toad (laughs) no but seriously wasn't one of the spaceships he was dr evil it looked like a penis yeah okay blackberry was the first smartphone (laughs) I just want to I want to try and bring us back on track and say that I think that alone is like that's the selling point of this movie is like how was the first smartphone made that's all you need to say I'm invested and also Blackberry still has a website but you guys were talking I do they still make that. phones it looks like it I didn't really are you about hard, to go but, buy a Blackberry uh no no kind of bummed out that I sold all their stocks a couple months ago before this movie was released do you that's right you did you actually did do that right you yeah I'm being, I, I'm being completely serious yeah. with that statement do you actually think that there will be a time when like T9 and tactical or not tactical tactile keyboards will come back. Absolutely not. No, it's going to be a hologram that you flick your wrist and it comes out. Well, no, I just think now even like the, the thing about touchscreen phones is because you can like swipe and it has the predictive text. You don't even really have to be accurate anymore. And I think asking people to kind of revert back to tactile accuracy and having, and I know it didn't take a lot of brain power once you got used to like the T9 patterns, but like, it's still there was some brain power happening. Whereas if you just are like swiping on your screen, a little less mental effort. So I don't think they'd ever revert back. But the keys feel so good. Do you remember that? Do you want my old Cyclops? I still have it. You can just click buttons to your abandon. I still have an old, I think actually in this drawer right next to me, I might still have a Samsung bright side. What even is that? It's made uh, by the killers. Google it. You're, welcome. <laughs> you're welcome to Google it if you want. It's an old phone. That had oh, it, it lit up. Okay. Yeah, it, it, it comes out of its cage and it's doing just fine. It's got a phones. Gotta, but that, did that's you the have thing. It's like no, I was I was singing. No, but like you had a phone like this at one point. I think I had that exact phone actually. <laughs> I I had phones the NV3. used to flip. Your phones used to flip. They used to slide. They used to swivel. Yeah, you you could pull now it. Now they don't do anything. It, bop Although, it. No, that's not true because now they're reintroducing foldable smartphones. So they do still flip. Yeah, but they look they look dumb. And then you can even go further and flick it. Okay, bop it. In any case, BlackBerry comes out May 12th, 2023, so pretty soon now, and you'll get to see that uh that movie. 
I'll be watching it. I don't know like if it's getting a wide release or anything like that, but it's coming out. Before we move on, I just have to ask a question. And for our listeners, so today we're recording on a Monday, which is our typical recording day. But I feel like for the last month or two, we've recorded on Sundays. Do you feel like we're slightly more unhinged on our Monday recordings? Because I feel like we might be. I think I'm I think I'm the same. I don't know. I feel it, like it's, it's very maybe I'm a little unhinged question. today. I don't know. <laughs> maybe it's just the first day of spring really getting to me. I think my rant about Little Mermaid took a lot out of me, so I, I kind of lost my fire after that. But I'm, I'm going to see if I can retain it for, for What Are You Up To Wednesday? Because I have some, some things to discuss. I've been away for a couple of weeks, so I'm going to take that as implicit permission to go first. And I really, I only have two things I want to mention, but they're both, I think, exciting. Actually, three things. First of all, Ted Lasso is back. That's just, uh, yeah, that's another PSA for everyone out there who has the ability to watch Ted Lasso. If you have the ability to watch it, you should be watching it because it's season three and this is the it's last the final season one. of Ted Lasso. So now's the time to hop on board that train if you haven't already hopped on board. I've only watched the premiere so far. That's all there's been. It's still good. No no further details or notes on that. Just uh, you, sh- you, sh- you should be watching that. Apple TV Plus also has another new show that I started and am really enjoying. And that show is called Shrinking. Shrinking is created by Bill Lawrence. If you don't know who Bill Lawrence is, yes, you do, because you probably watched at least one episode of Scrubs in your life, and he created Scrubs. It's really good. I don't. I, I don't. Again, this is going to be a lot of like happiness in this update. Nothing. Nothing. I'm not going to like poo poo anything, which I know is counter to the rest of this episode. But uh, Jason Siegel stars as the main character, but who really steals the show is Harrison Ford playing a grouchy old therapist, and boy does he play that character very well. And I think. Harrison Ford is really entering a fun phase of his career where he is a grouchy old man in real life and he's can be a grouchy old man in things very convincingly. So I recommend checking that out if you are interested. It's half an hour long episodes and there's only 10 in this first season and the first season is about to wrap up, I think, this Friday. So really enjoying that. The last thing I want to shout out, I did finish the book I talked about last episode, which was a murder mystery, and I've now moved on to a much larger pursuit that may interest the listeners of this podcast a little bit more. It's called Leviathan Wakes by James S. Corey. And if you don't know what that is, it's uh, the first book in the Expanse series. That's also a really a long show. series, right? Um, I believe it's seven or eight books. The books do seem pretty long. I'm like, I think I'm like 50 pages into the first book and it feels like I haven't even scratched the surface. But uh, let me tell you, world building, sci-fi world building. This is really doing that. It's a little bit early for me to be like super enamored with this book, but it's certainly headed in the right direction. I think I've gone into it the proper way, meaning that I have zero exposure to the show. I don't even know who stars in it or what network it's on or anything about it. And I want to keep it that way. So I will be doing that and I'll be reporting back on on my progress there. But yeah, that, that's uh, that's me. So I'll, I'll, I'll swing it over to Nerd Bomber to walk us through what she's been up to. All right. So first things first, I want to talk about one of the best books that I've read in a while, Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow. And I tweeted this and I also messaged Tactic and Illegal as soon as I finished the book. And it like it makes it very difficult to pick another book to read right now because it was that good that it just made other books seem really unappealing. And if you're a gamer, I feel like the book will probably be a little bit more in your wheelhouse because it's essentially it's about two friends who were childhood friends who grew up playing games together and how as they became older they went to college they kind of reconnected and they started making games together and how you know their careers and their friendship kind of had like a a push and pull 
And sometimes they were friends, sometimes they hated each other. And just the evolution of, you know, a real relationship, like these characters were very deeply flawed, but their relationship was so just compelling as well as, you know, even the in-depth discussion of game theory and, you know, just what goes into the making of a video game. It was just a really, really, really good book. And the back third of it left me more emotional than I think I anticipated. I don't really want to say more than that. I think it's pretty important to just kind of go in not knowing much more than that quick little synopsis. And I feel like that synopsis doesn't even do it justice. But it was such a good book that if there is one recommendation that you ever listen to me on, it is to go read that book. So there's that. I also picked up a game called Tunic and I actually finished it over the weekend. It's not a super long game. It's probably about, I think it took me like 10 hours to beat. And a lot of like reviewers and people online before I started playing it kind of compared it to like old school Zelda games. And it did feel like that. So you're a little fox. You have a sword. You have a shield. You can find like magic, like staff things to pick up. And you're basically progressing through this overworld and you don't really know what's going on. But as you're like moving through this world, making your way through different areas of the map, you pick up game manual pieces. And, you know, the pages that you pick up, a lot of it's in gibberish. And even if you talk to other characters or you read signs throughout the game, a lot of it's in gibberish. But the more pages you pick up, you start to decode and understand like the gibberish turns into English or whatever language you're playing the game in. So you start to understand more mechanics, the more pages of the manual that you find and pick up as you're going through the world. So that's kind of how the progression system of the game unlocks itself because you know you're picking items up and you don't know what they do until you find a game page as you're working through the overworld and you're like oh that's what that does and it's just a super cool mechanic there were times though when I was just like this is a lot of work I don't want to hunt down every single page of this manual I just want to know how to beat this enemy and then I ended up googling something or you know like I couldn't find something and I got frustrated and I didn't want to wait to find the manual page so I was just like okay I'm gonna google this and Maybe if you're more patient, you would appreciate the like the nature of discovery a little bit more. And, you know, some of the enemies are pretty difficult, like in terms of combat. It felt like an old school NES or Game Boy game that was just not always very forgiving. But overall, like there were I know there were accessibility options, I think, that you could like make the game easier. But it was cute and it was entertaining. And I think it's worth a play. I know it got really good reviews across the board from game critics and It was, you know, unique in that it kind of brought Zelda vibes in a more modern setting. And last but not least, we watched a Netflix movie called Day Shift. And this is the Jamie Foxx. Zombie thing. Yeah, and Dave Franco. And they're hunting vampires. And Tectic, this is a little bit of an overlap with you. But basically, like, if you went in not expecting it to be like a very serious, good movie, it was fun. Like... It was very obvious that they were not trying to be serious. And Which I thought goofy, it did a good yeah. job. Yeah, it was goofy and it was it was entertaining. Good popcorn flick. Duly noted. I Yeah, I mean, I think I, I, think I could have clocked it as that, but that doesn't mean it's bad, right? It just means it's fun. Exactly. Okay, Tactic, why don't you round us out here? So those of you who follow me on the social medias, you all know I finished my Game Boy Advance build and it has been just so much fun. I've been playing through all my old games I burned through Metroid Fusion. That was fantastic. I then quickly moved over to one of my Game Boy Color games, and that is Zelda Oracle of Seasons. 
Again, a fantastic banger. I'm just burning through it, having a good time. If you haven't played this game, you're, you're playing as Link and you get a little wand that you can change the seasons and based on what season your surrounding is in, you can like unlock different pathways and progress different ways. And it's a lot of fun. It's, it's basically a, a light puzzle game that you just kind of work through. It just, it really makes me miss for the days when I had my little like notebook and like just sketching down, oh, this person said this, this, and this, this is going to, this potentially will help me for the puzzle later. And just, ah, they, they just hit so good. I, I love Game Boy Color games. I love Game Boy Advance games. Just so good. Just so, so good. Nerd Bomber said we watched The Night Shift. And the other thing that we did was we watched the movie Hustle, which I, I mentioned this already earlier in the in the episode where funny actors play more serious roles. This was fantastic. This was starring Adam Sandler. He played a NBA sort of a scout, and he really just wants to be a coach. And he, he takes a chance on a basketball player that he literally saw playing street basketball and was like, this guy is NBA material. I vouched for him and like everyone doubted him, thought he was crazy. And ultimately he, they like work together and sort of help each other develop and grow. And overall, just a very heartwarming film, pretty intense and just a, it's a really good watch. I 10 out of 10 recommend watching the movie Hustle if you haven't seen it. Okay, got lots of Netflix recommendations this week. That brings us into quiz territory. And once again, I'm not hosting because I'm bad at quizzes. So I believe, Nerd Bomber, you are the uh, lucky host this week. Yes, I am. And the topic is you. Hello, you. Uh, Finally. (sighs) Topic I know something about. Have you watched it? Oh, no, I thought you meant it's about me. Oh, no, unfortunately. It's about the TV show, you, which is a cultural phenomenon right now. Penn Badgley. Phenomena. All right. So same format as always. Price is right style. It's all going to be numbers based. Try to get as close to the answer without going over. If you go over, you bust. And each of you have a one time use of a one trick shot, which means you can either at one question per game plus one somebody or use the answer one. All right. Oh, OK. We, did we change the rules on that? I didn't no, that's was, always been the rules. Oh, OK. I, I I've never had the need to do both. Yeah, I okay. don't think anybody has ever done both. But yeah, I thought that was the rule. I don't it's know. the rule now. You the just rule now. <laughs> All right. So first question, and we'll have tech to go first to give Illegal a little bit of a, you know, benefit here. The TV show, You, is based on a novel with the same name, written by Caroline Kepnes. Sorry if I pronounced your name wrong. According to Wikipedia, how many languages has the novel been translated into? 32. 33. I'm using my plus one right away. You wasted it because you both busted. The answer is 19. Obviously, that's immediately devastating for, <laughs> for me. I, I wanted to come up with a different strategy. So it's giving you the opportunity. Uh, Nerd Bomber is three and three. Tactic is three and two. I am two and five. And uh, Steven, one and oh. So I need to turn things around here. I don't and know. I've, pl- I've, I've played so much more than you guys because I lose so much. So I have five losses and two wins. So if I win today, I have as many wins as both of you have. That's just a fun fact about about that but anyways uh i'm down next question maybe you'll bounce back how many pages was the hardcover edition of the book uh 327 so wait all four seasons are in one book no there were two sequels and what did illegal say 327 328 
And he did use the plus one to great effect. The answer is 424. But do not despair, Illegal. You still have several chances to come back and... It's only one to nothing right now. What do I? I don't. Do I sound worried? I'm. I'm good. Bring it. All right. So Penn Badgley plays the main character, Joe Goldberg. In what year did he get his first acting credit? This was in 2002. Way too early. Or sorry, way too late. I should say. If I say Jesus times, does that count as a trick shot? Go for it. I had Jesus times. All right. So Jesus times wins. His first acting credit was in 1999, according to IMDb. He actually had two Wait, roles. I was so close. He had yeah. I thought I roles. thought it was gonna be like early 90s. No, I, he, I was. I thought he was like child actor situation. He was a but. voice in the video game Mario Golf, and he also played Boy in a Will and Grace episode. Dang! All right, I'll take the point. All tied up. Even though I was, yeah. Shout out to Jesus times. So, according to Nielsen. You was in the group of top 10 most watched original series in the U.S. market between December 30th, 2019 and December 27th, 2020. How many total minutes of streaming did it hit in that time period? So basically a year. Total minutes of streaming in a year. I think we're in the millies. We're in the millies here. 7.2 million minutes. 525,600 minutes. And so Illegal gets this one. You both were severely under. The answer is actually 10.96 billion total minutes I had a of feeling it time. was more, but life Th- doesn't present billions. you with an opportunity to sing all the time, and I couldn't resist. So suddenly I'm ahead going into the last question. Yes, you that, are. Right? I do have a tiebreaker at the ready, but hopefully we don't have to use it. Or maybe so. Depends who you're rooting for. In season one, how many times is the word you said? It's a good question. I like the, I like the question design. 32. In the season, it's significantly more. 64. I'll just double your answer. It's even more than that. 241 yeah. times. I mean, think about even in just like general conversation. I know oh. you're probably just honing just in. Characters like, talking the, to each other. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. honing yeah. into the... Hello, you. you. But no, even just like actors talking to each other in normal conversation. Right. For That's example, as Jesus in a sentence, I beat you in a quiz. That has you. That has the word you in it. That's a dumb question. You're a dumb quizzer. I'm mad. Uh, You're not wow. dumb. I, I like you a seems lot. That seems really unfair. Uh, okay, so I moved to... Hostile. I'm sorry. I'm, you can't edit it out. I moved to three and five, and Tactic moves to three and three. Uh, we have a quiz tracker who hosts the next quiz in our Discord, and Nerdbomber just wrote, Illegal wins, finally. Uh, so that felt good for me. I'll be hosting next week. So get hyped for that. And that brings us to the end of this episode. It's been another amazing episode of the Online Warriors podcast. I'm Lily Lady Six. I am, of course, joined as always by Tectic and Nerd Bomber. And we thank you for listening. We encourage you to go over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a review there. Hit us up on Patreon, patreon.com slash online warriors podcast. Get some details on our Patreon page. And uh, also uh, consider us, consider us, consider hitting us up on our Twitters. Handles mentioned previously in the episode at Online Warriors One is our main show account. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk at you guys next week. And until then, stay safe and keep on podcasting.